what is the job of a football head coach or manager? To have a clear idea of how my team should play. This can be more the Pep Guardiola style or the Diego Simeone style or the Hansi Flick style or the Jürgen Nagelsmann style or the Jürgen Klopp style. Those are variations, different areas where Pep Guardiola is more the kind of coach who likes technical players, whereas Jürgen Klopp more likes the heavy metal band players, you know. But what they all have in common is that they exactly know how this kind of football they want to play, what it looks like. They have in their brains the video of the perfect game. They have it in their minds. And the job of a football manager is to transform this idea of football into the heads, hearts, brains, veins of your players. This is what I tell motivation. Motivation for me is a transfer of belief, conviction, idea of football. The other things to, to have a, uh, um, a good speech in front of the game, before the game, that you try to, yeah, to, to inflame, to inspire the players. This has got nothing to do, in my opinion, with motivation. This is inspiration. But motivation is a transformation of my idea. But in order to do that, you need to be aware what kind of football do you really want to play? Now, I'm not talking about a, bit, a little bit of this, a little bit of that, maybe a little bit of that, a little bit of pressing. I mean, come on, what is a little bit of pressing? A little bit of pressing is like a little bit of pregnant. <laughs> I mean, either you are pregnant or not. Either you want to play pressing or not. But not, please, not a little bit of pressing. Huh? But you know what I mean. The idea needs to be in your brains yourself first. In order to be able to educate, to teach, to develop your own team, you need to make sure what kind of football do I want to play. And this is what all the top coaches in Europe have in common. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the World of Regadu podcast. I am Olujimi, and I'm joined by Mr. Francis. El Maestro, a.k.a. the great-grandfather of the Gangan Press. Great-grandfather. So you're above um, Ralph, right? Is that what you're trying to say? Like you thought yeah, Ralph already knew. Ralph yeah, man, learns everything man, he knows from me, man. Man used to send Ralph to the halal store. <laughs> To get some chicken sandwich. <laughs> Anyways, welcome back to the pod. How's everyone doing? How's everyone's week been? Can't wait to get it over with, man. Whoa. Well, you have a few hours, I guess. Yeah, Your maestro, how's, how's your week been? Uh, it's been busy, man, but bless, you know? Bless. El maestro is currently in Cairo. Um, I'm still working, so my work is done for me at about, I think... 1 or 2 a.m., generally speaking, so it's, it's been kind of rough because it's nine hours difference, depending on where you are. Nine hours difference with, with Calgary, but, you know, all in all, not bad. Wow, if you're working that late, are you missing prime time in Cairo? No, I, wake, I just don't sleep as much, right? I wake up and, and then go out early. And then I, I generally, like, will stagger my meetings in such a way that I can be out a little bit later, I'll leave a little bit earlier, you know, stuff like that. So just try to organize it as best as I can. 
but the weekend is here, so I'm going to have more time. Yeah, no, that makes sense. The weekend is here. We're all here because there's been news that Manchester United has hired a new interim head coach. His name is Ralph Reinick, who, as uh, El Maestro eloquently put, <laughs> is the godfather of the Gengen pressing. Um, the way it works is that it's a six-month contract with also a two-year contract for to be a con- consultant to the club. Um, I think this was probably like the happy medium they could come with because Francis had mentioned in the last book that he wanted something long-term. And I think this is the only way they could have gotten him by giving him a six-month contract to the end of the season and then offering him a consultation um, role after that, which I'm actually, hopefully you can turn that into like maybe director of football or something like that. But anyways, what uh, before we get into our discussion, what you guys heard in the beginning of this part is just um, Ralph's take on his managerial philosophy and what he thinks a manager's job is. So um, what do you guys think about that, guys? Are you guys ecstatic about the news or... I think I'm just I'm ready to see diagrams and triangles and shape shifting and TIFO football at the of Dream. You know, I mean I just ordered my glasses off Amazon I'll be using to watch United going forward. So three D um, glasses. Three D glasses, my G. None of all those back passes and parallel passes and all that jazz. I need triangles, man. I'm 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 ready. None of all that uh, you know, go out there and have fun. Go out there and have fun. What 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 is your what is your what's your tactics, man? It's, it's all about the DNA, the commitment, the drive. Who wants it more? Who wants to win it first? Who wants to win it last? Um, do the winners. Bye bye to Jati Jati. Only 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 is an only thief. Yeah, I think one of the things I most. Um excited about is the structure that I think he's going to bring. Um, I know there's a lot I've been said about pressing and how that's going to affect Ronaldo, but um, from the few things I've read and how he likes to set his team up, it's not about just frantically pressing. It's about setting traps and, you know, directing people to like a certain area of the pitch where you can actually win the ball from what I've seen. So I'm actually excited about that. I know it's going to take a while for you to get to that point, but the potential of actually us actually doing that to me is is exciting so um jimmy was, wait you i don't think he's like a, a good aside there real quick um yeah what do you guys actually think i i feel like the ronaldo angle on this has been overblown but maybe i'm just looking at it like a little differently i don't watch the games and think ronaldo is just strolling around like i feel like especially since they've been saying it, like watching him, he runs, like he definitely runs more than someone like Marshall. Maybe he doesn't run as much as Cavani, but how many people actually run as much as Cavani, even among the pressing teams? Like when Kane was in Tottenham, was he running as much as Cavani? Or, or you know, like, I don't know who else is an, is a, is an example. Aguero at City. Like, I just, I, I don't know. I feel like it's become very lazy and very easy to just say that Ronaldo is not going to fit into this man's plans. Like, when I even see all these things about Ronaldo is is part of the problem with Ole, that he came and he changed the way that we play. I don't understand which United these people are watching. Like, again, is Marshall running more than Ronaldo? This same Tony that I've seen. Like, who, who, is, the, who is the striker that we had that was doing... 
again, Cavani is, is an exception, but to me, I don't know if that's anyway. What do you guys think about about the Ronaldo angle of this? I can go first. I agree with you. I think it's been blown out of proportion. I think it's also one of those things that's just been reiterated by the media that people just take it, you know, as as this is facts, right? If that makes sense. And like I said, um, I've actually watched a few of of his coaching setup like videos because I was excited about the news and I was going online. Like you don't need your striker to like it's. I think when people hear pressing, they just think something about constantly pressing and being frantic. If that makes sense. I think it's more of a controlled mm. pressing when it comes to to, to Ralph. Uh, from what I, again, from what I've seen, I don't know how it's going to be implemented that in the United. But from what I've seen so far, it's more of a controlled. It's like you have areas of the pitch where you are you're supposed to press, and depending on where the opponent plays the ball, you move right. So it's again, those are the, these are the kind of things I examine because now you can then you can watch the game and say, okay, you know, Ronaldo is supposed to do this if the ball goes that way, right? Because there's an actual setup, there's a plan. So, but to answer your original question, yeah, I think Ronaldo will fit in. He might not play every single game. It might not be like a starter for every single game, but I think he fits into his plan regardless of, of what the press is, is saying. Francis, what do you think? I mean, Ronaldo is Ronaldo. Um, <laughs> Ronaldo has achieved a whole lot in football. It'll be, I'm sure Ralph is not silly enough to come in and not recognize what, who Ronaldo is or what Ronaldo is or what Ronaldo has done. Um, he's going to try and fit Ronaldo into his system. But if Ralph is the guy that I've read about, he's very meticulous in his ways. Like he, he wants control to like a very full extent, um, but yeah. then he's a little bit... He, he, there's an altar of flexibility towards his, his game as well. So um, as long as Ronaldo is able to do what he wants to fit the system or the style that um, Ralph is trying to impose, there's, I don't see Ronaldo going anywhere. I don't see him sitting on the bench. But again, this, let's bear in mind, this guy has six months to um, do something with United and bring them to somewhere. Is six months enough time for him to implement his ways? I don't know, and I don't, I don't know, right? And it's not like he has a two-week break where he can implement um, some of his ideas uh, just by training. The games in December is like back yeah. to back to back to back to back. So I don't know if he's even going to have as much time to implement, you know, his ideas and whatnot. But um, Ronaldo is what thirty-six years of age. Uh, he's not. I don't know if there's any much, any new thing you can really teach Ronaldo. Um, if if Ralph had his way, he would rather deal with a younger player who's who has like a wider span or wider range of of you know um, like a sponge that can you know take in knowledge and whatnot. Um, Ronaldo is going to do what Ronaldo does on a normal day. Ralph um, is going to try and fit him into um, his system, and I'm sure Ronaldo will be open to um, changing his ways if, he, if he's required to change or adapting to this new style. So I don't think Ronaldo is, is an issue. Everyone has been talking about Ronaldo changing the dynamics of the team, da 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 da, da. I actually do agree with that to an extent. Um, Ole, I don't think Ronaldo was an Ole signing. Um, Ole, my youth signed Ronaldo because they wanted to stop him from going to City. And Ole didn't really have a plan for him. But where I think Ole failed is your initial plan. All you need to do is replace 
a player with a player, and your plan still remains the same. So all these Cavani tracks back, da 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 da. Ronaldo has scored what the most goals for us this season. Um, if Cavani was playing, I don't think he would have scored equally as many goals. And if Cavani was playing, I don't think United would have considered any less goals than we've considered right now. So it's not a Ronaldo. Ronaldo is not a defender. He's not the last line in defense. He does what he has to do up front. And I've actually seen videos of him tracking back with so much energy. Right? Mm-hmm. So Cavani will come in and do the same. But I don't think Cavani is the be-all and end-all. Like he's going to track back and all of a sudden one of us will consider any goals. You know, I think Ole, Ole didn't have a plan and that was very evident when Ronaldo came in. And I talked about, talked about it before. Um, he can't hide anymore because of the players that he signed. Santiago, Ronaldo, Varane. Those guys are winners. They've won, you know, in other places. So I think that kind of just caught up to him. But back to Ralph, um, if he has the time to implement um, his ideas within a, you know, short period, I, I think we should see something good based on what I've heard. But again, football is not a snap of your fingers and everything works according to plan. It, it'll take some time. It'll take some time. Where I think it will be, it will work out well for him is that with the size of the squad that we have, I think the biggest problem he's going to face, based on, again, listening to him talking, one of the things he really believes and stresses is that your players must be the fittest in the division. They have to be able to outrun, outpress their opponent. And I don't think we are anywhere near that yet. But I think the advantage we have is that because we have such a huge squad, you can literally play two different teams. And because everybody's going to be learning, the first part, I, I, I suspect that he will give everybody an opportunity to play. So he will, he will tell them, this is what my philosophy is. Get them to try to build and to buy into it. Show in training that they are going to do the work. And then actually give people the opportunity to play one week to another. And by doing that, you get to find out who is actually understanding what you want, who is willing to put the work, whose fitness is at a level where you can count on them from one game to another. But I, I agree with you guys. I don't know if there's enough time to get these players up to speed as far as fitness is concerned and then just even understanding what you're asking for. So you're probably going to have to use all your players and then figure out who's getting who's getting it, who's, 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 understanding, who's understanding quicker. Yeah, I was going to say, leave it to United, to United. Even when we actually do something good, we don't have time. We do it such a way where we don't have time to implement like the philosophy of the new manager, which which is why I think in the last what I said, this should have been done like during the international break, right? Because then you have that like 10 days to like almost two weeks where the guys who didn't go for, for international um, games can actually start learning on, on the new manager, right? But anyways, it is, it is what it is at this point. We have a new interim manager. I'm hearing that he might not be able to make it to Chelsea game on Sunday because of like um, visas and stuff like that. I think it's mm-hmm. have to do a buyout um, from where he's currently at. So I'm, I'm, I'm excited, but you guys made very good points that you might not have time, especially with the Christmas um, games, which it's exciting for fans, but for, on, from a player perspective, I just think it's just too many games in the span of a month, right? But yeah. anyways, we I, I mean, I, 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 like, I like the direction it's going, though. I mean, um, the one thing 
I like the most is United did not quickly jump on signing a a full time manager. There, I mean, and that's something that you don't really, uh, you know, associate United with like making good decisions. So if they had jumped to signing a new manager immediately, I'll have been very skeptical about it. Um, but this just tells me that there's maybe a little bit of process of thinking <clears throat> behind what they are trying to do or what they are trying to achieve. Plus the fact that um, they are giving him a two-year consultancy role, meaning he's still going to be there to continue. Um, and fingers crossed, the good work that he, you know, we hope he's going to do within the next six months. Because um, if it was just a six-month stuff and he's gone, um, assuming he does something good, you know, a new manager will come, scatter everything, and it, it's starting from the scratch, right? So that advisory role that he has will play a huge, a huge role in selecting the next coach and, I guess, potentially the players that would sign or sell over a period of time that would fit into the system here. Yeah. So I, I think in, in terms of planning, um, the United are going in the right direction, um, but let's just hope everything, all the pieces of the puzzle will just come, come together. No, that, that, that's a very good point. Um, I also heard or I read that um, he has eye for like young talent. So again, it's all positive vibes right now at United. <laughs> so let's hope that continues um, um, going forward. Um, is there anything else you guys want to touch on, on Ralph? Or I think like I said, well, well, we'll have more I'll... time. If if Ralph does come in, I'd like to hear you guys' perspective on um, who you think his preferred eleven will be. And now we're just pulling names out of our ass, just based on what we know, his idea of football, and then the players that we currently have that might fit into that system. I just want to get a feel of who you think enters the starting eleven when when Ralph uh, comes on board. I can go first. I think Sancho. For sure, um, mm-hmm. and this is and this, this is another reason why I'm thinking I'm excited for this because I've always felt like Sancho is one of those players that thrives when there's like structure, right? Yeah, he's he plays like a vibes player, but he's not one that would overcome when there's no structure. If that makes sense, I don't know if, if I'm making sense, but because if you look at the way Dortmund plays, they have mm-hmm. a sense of how they play, and mm-hmm. and that's why. I, I was happy that at least it's coming good right now. And then we have a coach who is actually going to pick some structure. Yes, he can be vibes player, but at least he knows where to be. He knows how to, you know, when to, you know, where to be and how to entertain with other players. So I'm that for sure I'm excited for. I think Van der Beek is another player that I think is going to start too. Um, one of the things, again, we might not talk about Villarreal. One of the things that I didn't like in the second half was that um, VDB got... Um, Subbed off because I just felt like I would have to rather taken Scott off and then played um, VDB in that hybrid of four and six row so he can continue what he was doing with, uh, with Sancho. But anyways, that's we can talk about that later. But yes, Van der Beek is going to be next. Um, I don't know in terms of everybody else. I just don't know who's going to start because Maguire's form. I don't know if if he's going to give Maguire a chance. Sure, he's in concussion protocol. I don't know how that's going to work, but he'll probably be out by then. I guess. But I don't know if Shaw is going to just be in, 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 in um, shooting into the into the team. So I think the only two players I know that will start for sure is Sancho and um, maybe Bruno. Sancho, Bruno, and Abanda Big.
apologies for that. We had a bit of uh, audio difficulties. Um, oh, Maestro, do you want to um, continue where you left off? You were, I think we were talking about who we see starting. Okay, so I think in terms of the people that have the most to gain from this change, um, I actually think if you look at, oh, sorry, there, there was a clip. I didn't watch it, but I, I saw people talking about it. Apparently, there's a clip of Ralph talking about Shaw, and mm -hmm. it's not very great things he's saying. Again, I, I didn't hear it myself, so, so I don't he, know what I think he, he said. He hmm. said, he, said um, he was talking about my you need a left back. Um, and this was like 2000 and early 2020. He said United do need another left back. And then he said, yeah, he knows Luke Shaw is playing and all that, but he's not playing to the standard of a Manchester United player. Boom. That's interesting. Okay. Yeah, so I mean, that was be... when Shaw was at his peak. <laughs> Shaw is not <laughs> at his peak anymore. So, you know, I, I think you look at that there, um, another player I think is going to struggle is Maguire because I think when you play that high pressing line, you generally yeah. will have a little bit of a gap, you know, in defense. So you have to get tight to the strikers or to the attacking players of the other team. Because you have so to you... push forward. Once everyone pushes forward, you have to push forward. Yeah. And Maguire is not, you know, he's not great with pace. So I don't know how... and. It, He's the slowest of our defenders. Like, I think Lindelof is faster than him, even though Lindelof has his own shortcomings, but he's definitely faster than him. So I think Maguire is also going to struggle as far as, you know, his place in the team. I wonder about Fred and Scott because they actually have a lot of energy. So in a pressing system, that's something that could be good. And I don't know how much of... I don't know how much the system requires them to to do when they when we are in possession, right? That's so where one thing to in. touch on that. One thing I saw uh, when I was watching the, the clip was that yes, he, it's pressing, but one, once he, his teams went the ball back, he has this philosophy of you have to get a shot off in I think it's ten or twelve seconds because what that does is that you don't you don't give the opponent chance to like actually set up defensively. So if you win the ball um, in the high in the high areas, right? So yeah. they mentioned Fred and Scott is that they might not work because right now the best thing Fred and Scott do right now is passing the ball backwards, and he doesn't like that. Oh, did he say this himself? No, 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 no. Like someone who was explaining oh, okay, how he okay, sets okay, up his okay, team, okay. right? Yeah, was like okay, Fred and Scott. They like to yeah. pass sideways or backwards. They don't really like play. Yeah, uh, I think. The reason why I want to give them the benefit of doubt is because, again, we talk about his system, and it's like what you, the point you made with Sancho is that Sancho, his best ability, if I understand what you were saying correctly, is that he can improvise in a system. So if you give him a system and you say this is the layout, exactly, he can then improvise, but he can't improvise as well without his structure. And so I yeah. wonder, Fred and Scott, like we've all talked about the way Fred plays for Brazil. Right, so maybe in that system, he has a better sense of what he's being asked to do, versus with with Ole, he was being told he can do anything he wants. Right, so I, I think he has good qualities. I wonder if in a system where his responsibilities are clear and he knows exactly what to expect, 
it's easier for him to be able to follow through with those. So the one thing I anticipate is that the midfielders will all get an opportunity. I think Van der Beek will get an opportunity. Pogba, when he's back, will get an opportunity. Um, Fred will get an opportunity. Scott will get an opportunity. And again, talking about the fitness levels, I just think these guys will end up all having to play because not nobody's going to be able to play 90 minutes constantly at the pace that we'll be playing. Uh, I worry a little bit about Greenwood, but I think he can play in the fourth position. And I think Rashford will also do well, along with the people that you guys mentioned. So those are the people I'm looking yeah. out for. Actually, I forgot Rashford. I think Rashford, Rashford might, might be a shooting as well, just because of his pace. Yeah. Okay. No, no but... let's, let's go. Yeah, yeah I, 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 I go similar, similar re, um, ideas. I think um, I, I worry a little bit about Wan Bissaka because he's not very good on the ball, but then Dalo is not good defensively. So I won't be surprised if Wan Bissaka plays. But I think Teles will would um, enjoy better in this system. Maybe I think he's technically better than Luke Shaw. And Luke Shaw defensively is not really the best. So um, centre-back-wise, I think Varane stays. And I also think Lin, um, Maguire will play um, because Ralph mentioned something about how he likes to push the defence forward. But he specifically said the centre-back does not even need to be quick. And I, I know he, he, he has maybe come across uh, like Matt Hommels or whatever. That guy is not a quick center back, but he's good. Yeah, that's true. He's yeah, good, so yeah. I don't think you necessarily need to be quick. I just think your coordination and understanding what you need to do when you have the ball and when you don't have the ball, those ideas just need to be instilled in your head and you should be fine. Um, yeah. But the pick, I, I think, will play because he's a... Um, press resistant kind of defender. He once he gets the ball and people are charging at him, he can quickly just release it and create space for himself again. So I think he would he would thrive here. Fred, I think, will thrive as well. And because I worked Fred for France and I'm an advocate. I, I don't know when he plays for United, I really hate him. But when he plays for France, I really love the way he plays. Brazil. Um, for Brazil. For Brazil, for Brazil, I keep saying France. Um and then Sancho, I think he'll thrive here because he has trained in Germany. He kind of understands that pressing, when to press, blah, 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 blah. And Rashford, I think he, he will as well, as well as um, Cavani and Ronaldo. Um, Greenwood too. I think almost everybody would like Greenwood. Personally, I doubt is Marshall. I don't, I've never really seen Marshall work hard. I don't think now is the time <laughs> to start working. Yeah, I don't think now is the time to start working hard. Uh, Pogba, I think he's well and truly finished. And then, yeah, he can start talking to clubs in January. Um, he can go to PSG for like, yeah, I don't, he's goodbye. And um, Bruno Fernandez, yeah, I think he can do a job. But let, let's see. I, I think we have a squad. I think we have good players technically. Um, again, it goes back to if he has time to implement his ideas and if the players are receptive to his ideas in a short space of time. Mm. Yeah, no, that's good. Um, before we move straight to Chelsea, just uh, to let the, I guess, listeners know that there was actually a game midweek with Villarreal, which United won 2-0 away, uh, which means United have qualified for the knockout stages of the Champions League. Like, when was the last time we actually did that? Was that under Mourinho? Um, hmm. Didn't we do that last season? No? No, no. No, no, no. <laughs> 
I think it was on that mode that the last time we went to. But no, 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 actually, it was when, um, when, it was Socha's it was Socha's first season because we had the PSG. No, that was Mo. No, that was Mo. That was Mo. That was be sacked Mo, but he had already qualified. For, qualified. Oh, yeah. Then we went to PSG and we lost. Then last year we didn't get out of the group. And then the year before, like, there's another year there, the Champions League year. I know we ended up in Europa twice, right? Because one year we beat, we got to the semifinal and we lost to the Spanish team, I believe. The same team, Sevilla. We lost to Sevilla in Spanish, Spanish in uh, Europa. And then the next year we lost to Villarreal, right? So, yeah. So we've been in Europa two, two times now. No, that's that's um and just to quickly touch on that game, um I I didn't watch the first half at all because um, I had meetings. But the second half, um I heard we played better, well, which is what I watched. The, I noticed a few things. Um the goal came from us pressing, actually pressing as a as a unit. There were three or four of us up there. That's how we got the first goal, um, the Ronaldo goal. And then I <laughs> Sancho, Sancho again, Sancho to me bought in that second half. And I think I already talked about it. Like I, I just didn't like the the VDB um sub. I felt like you could have taken Scott out and then put VDB in that hybrid of a four and six role. But other than that, um I think we played well in the second half. But again, I didn't watch the first half, so maybe it was a different game in the first half. The the, the first half was ass. Um we didn't do much. <laughs> like, it's pretty much the same. We trying to be compact and um, trying to get away from Villarreal when we had the ball. But again, we were pretty much toothless. Um, did he... Van der Beek had a subpar game. I don't think he was good or good enough. And he was removed. I think the game changed when we brought on Bruno Fernandes. Um, Bruno Fernandes yeah. played... I think in terms of eye test, he played probably one of the best games I've ever watched him play for United. And hmm. by best games, I mean, Bruno was not reckless. He was not I trying to be a hero. Too. He got the ball and he gave, oh man, he gave the best passes all the time. Before like, Santos got his second goal, he gave him one goal, one that, he had a chance, right? Remember that chance where he caught into like the box 18 and then I think the goalie saved it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Before Sancho, yeah, before Sancho scored the second goal and the first goal. Yeah. So the the he he played the one of the best games I've seen in a while. So, but then my my men of the match will probably be Sancho, Ronaldo, and uh, Lindelof. Hmm. They, yeah, they played wow. very well. Actually, Fred too. Fred to Fred to an extent. Fred to, Fred was Fred was everywhere. He was covering, even covering for McTominay sometimes because McTominay is. Positionally unaware, he's pretty much useless. But I, I guess I don't, I don't know, man. He's anyway, British, so. yeah. Okay. Oh, Sancho. Okay, I didn't watch the game at all, so I didn't even yeah. get to to see okay. any of it. Um, now, from from the Watford second half, yeah. exactly. Has, he's has, been has, he's has been, been on. Balling. He's been on yeah. one. Yeah. Okay, uh, that's good. And I think so. In terms of. Um, I know you said like we took out DV, VDP, so I'm guessing he was playing as the number ten in this game, um, and and so when Bruno came on, he came on in place of VDP. It's what I'm like the same. Yes, I'm Bruno came for yeah. Bruno came for VDP. Yeah. 
Yeah. That's what I mean, Carrick, you know, has one more game, the Chelsea game, and then we don't really know what's happening to him. But I know they talked about the fact that uh, Ralph is going to bring his own assistant head coach, Laz, something else. So we probably won't be seeing too much of McKenna and Carrick. So, you know, as we watch this game against Chelsea, let's also celebrate the bad times and target <laughs> to take good riddance. To these yeah. ones as well. Actually, I'm hearing that they might keep, you know, yeah, some of these guys that too. McKenna and Which I don't Martin, like. But I don't, Let them send them to the reserve team. Yeah, I don't, yeah, I don't know, man. But I, I wouldn't I, even send them to the reserve team, to be honest. I want that uh, assistant, the last Connect Car guy, and then there's another video analysis. Like, I just want to hear names that I can't pronounce, man. Like, <laughs> that's like for a nice this fucking setup. Let's get these bastards out. That's that's what I'm looking for. I want like a Goretzka, a baboon, you know, like just <laughs> give me some hardcore, hardcore names, man. Like, you have to Google to know who the person is. I'm, I'm, I'm tired of hearing Phil and Michael and 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 my fella. No? Oh my god. <laughs> Fina, man, that one just cashed out, man. Cashed out. his own contract. Looking at them, looking at him now, saying, do what you want to do. You pay me this money, dude. Feeling is the kind of guy that is in a boardroom and is in a meeting. They say, Feeling, what's your opinion? And his response is, what is best for the club? <laughs> you know, he doesn't actually give his own opinion. He just says something very philosophical, and everyone is like looking at him. Mm, this guy is bright, dead guy. Jimmy, I know you have to drop off in a second, but like, did you want to give your team and your prediction for the game? Yeah, I was gonna, I was gonna introduce the Chelsea game next because we're playing Chelsea on Sunday, and for my. Oof, I don't think he's gonna drop Bruno two games in a row. Actually, fun fact: I've been I heard that um, Carrick and he and Co and Phil and Co have, have been thinking of dropping Bruno for a while. But you know, social like over because you know Bruno hasn't been playing good for a while. So, so I think that wasn't like a him not playing Bruno for the Villarreal game wasn't something like it was just off the cuff. It's something they've actually been thinking about for a while. So maybe give them a little bit of credit in that, but. Anyways, my lineup would be Dagia, Wambasaka, um, Maguire, uh, Lindelof, and then Teles, because I think Shore is still out. And you go, I, what I, I'll go VDB and Fred, and I'll go Bruno, um, Sancho, Ronaldo, and Rashford. And my score is that Chelsea is going to win 2 0, because Chelsea does, they don't concede goals. Um, I don't see us beating them. Yes, we beat Villarreal, but I don't see us beating Chelsea. Chelsea is um, on form right now, and their wing backs are like just scoring goals anyhow. Most, you know, actually most of the, most of their goals actually come from their wing backs. If you if you notice the way Chelsea plays, so I don't know how we're going to stop those, <laughs> but we'll try our best. But yeah, two nil um, goals by James and Havertz. That's what I have. And I is have this game home or away? Do you know? Is away. Okay, okay, okay. Yeah. Okay, Francis, do you want to give yours? My lineup. Yeah. Mm, yeah, I think the Gia and Go Teles Maguire. No, Maguire has a red card. Um yes. oh, okay. oh yeah, that's true. I forgot Lindelof, about that. Bailly, 
Wan Bissaka, and then midfield. I think McTominay and Fred, Bruno Fernandez, Rashford, Sancho, Cristiano Ronaldo. That's scoreline. Scoreline. Mm, most of Chelsea goals have come from the right hand side. So I, I, I have a feel. I think you end up two one. Chelsea will win, but I think United will score one goal. Hmm. Um, I wonder about the formation that I think we're going to play in this game. I don't know if we'll play 4 2 3 1 or whatever that formation that we play there. 4 2 3 1. Only because Chelsea utilize those wing backs very heavily. So I feel like we'll probably try to play something that mirrors what they play. Um, like like Maguire a is suspended. Yeah, but Maguire is suspended. So. We actually don't have three defenders for this game. Except yeah. you count Jones. And this is not a game you start Jones. So, yeah, I'm going to go with the hair and goal. I'm going to go with... Ah, what, if, what, what if they play Scott McTominay in the middle of... As part of the defenders and then Matic in midfield with Fred? With, uh, Fred? Yeah, I think VDB is more likely to play. Um... If, oh, if, shit. Like, I forgot about between, that guy. Yeah, I think... So, uh, for me, I'm going to go with um, De Gea and then Lindelof, um, Scott McTominay and Bailly. The wing-backs are going to be Wambasaka and Tellez. In attack or in midfield, I'm going to go with VDB and Fred. And then... VDB, Fred, I think I'm missing somebody else, right? Um, Bruno Fernandes. Bruno Fernandes, and then Rashford, oh, Sancho and Sancho and Ronaldo. I don't know if Sancho can play three games in a row after not playing for a while. So, but I'll go Sancho and Ronaldo. Sancho and Ronaldo. So Rashford That's... doesn't play? No, Rashford doesn't start. Hmm. Did Rashford start the last game? Um, against Villarreal. Yeah. yeah, he started. He started. Did he do anything? Mm, he was okay. Okay. He, I, yeah, I think it was Sancho. scored apparently, and so he played well too. So, uh, and then for scoreline, I'm going to go one 0 to Chelsea. Actually, two 0 to Chelsea. Oh, who's your, who are your scorers? I'm going to go with Rudiger and I'm going to go with Pulisic off the bench. Wow. I wonder if Lukaku is ready to play this game. I doubt it. But I'm not sure. But they've been doing well without him, so I can't imagine they would rush him back. Yeah. And Chilwell is out for like at least the rest of the year. So. Whoa. Wow. Okay, so Alonso is back. Alonso might be back. I like two of I'm even hearing that he might be done for the season. Oof, FPL, we need to get on Alonso quick, quick. <laughs> don't, don't tell, don't tell anybody. <laughs> <laughs> okay, that brings us to the end of another episode of What Would Fergie Do? Um, as always, please follow us on socials at What Would Fergie Do on Twitter and on Instagram as well. If you have any comments or feedback, please reach out to us. Uh, we're always looking to, you know, have so just to get some feedback from you guys. 
Uh, and then we'll have another episode on Sunday where we cover the results of the game. Uh, listen out for that one as well. Thanks for listening to this one. Peace. Thank you.